1: Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and give me an amen once you're there. And Father, we thank you again this morning for your goodness in our life, Lord, for your grace, your love, and your mercies, Lord. They are everlasting, they are new every day, and Lord, we're grateful that we as a church family can come before our loving Father and pray. And pour out our heart before you, Lord. You hear us, Lord. The good and the bad of our days, Lord. You love to hear from us, Lord, because you're a loving Father. And Lord, as we study your word this morning, we ask that you would help us by your Spirit. That, Lord, you would guide us into your truths, Lord. Lord, we know that without you we can do nothing. And we ask, Lord, that you would cleanse us of our sins by the blood of Jesus. Cleanse us of any pride, any arrogance. And Lord, give us your humility and teach us your word. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, amen. All right, so part three of this prophecy update. We do not know uh, when the day of Christ is coming. That we established already. We do not know Uh, when that day will be. And that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. But there are signs that all of us as believers ought to know. We ought to know uh, the signs around us that tell us that our redemption draws near. Paul the Apostle, in speaking to the church at Thessalonica in his first letter, He said in chapter 5, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And so he wrote to them, Assuming that he didn't have to talk to them about the seasons and the times because they should already know what time it is, what's going on. And so, we too, as believers, we don't know when the day or the hour is going to be of Jesus' return. But we need to read the signs. We need to be those that are discerning, that can look around in our world and, and see, wow, these these things that are happening, these are, are signs, these are indications that the Lord is coming back soon. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 verse 54 through 56 it says then he also said to the multitudes whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west immediately you say a shower is coming and so it is and when you see the south wind blow you say there will be hot weather and there is hypocrites you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? And so the Lord is, is really clear that we as his followers should know what's going on around us. That we are living at a time in these last days where being intellectually lazy isn't good. In order to find out truths, we have to do some digging. We have to look in places where uh, this world is trying to hide from us. We know that media is being censored. We know that social media is being censored. And it isn't wise for believers to say, Okay, well, it's not here. I'm just going to believe everything that... Uh, the accessible mainstream media gives me—it's not uh, wise, guys. We're living in dangerous times, and so it's up to us to do the digging, to go to the resources that are that are hidden, to look for for uh, other news outlets and other social outlets that give us the other side of the story. In order to discern, we must have as much of a story as possible. How can we discern when we only get one side? So as believers, especially if we've been walking with the Lord long enough, we should be those that, that search and look and also to encourage others to do the same. All right, um, Christianity is a lifelong education. A lifelong, we are in college until we are with the Lord. Okay, so it's a lifelong education and, and uh, studying can be hard. And searching uh, for uh, information can take a while. But that is exactly what we ought to be doing. Where Jesus said, you can discern the face of the sky of the earth... But how is it that you do not discern the time? All of us, via phone, can find out exactly what the weather's going to be tonight. We can. And if we can do that then we sure can know what's going on in our world. We talked about in our last studies about uh, the great apostasy that's going to uh, be a sign of the last days prior to the second coming of our Lord and how churches will no longer be teaching sound doctrine but be teaching messages that are uh, watered down not given to the truth of repentance or sin or, or having to change our lives, but just a very watered down, what, they, what we call seeker-friendly message that doesn't ruffle feathers, that fills the pews, the, the, uh, pews with people, and, and, and nothing uh, that may uh, send people away. Send them away happy every time. And so that's the time that, the times that we're living in and those that are seeking not to change those who are seeking uh, churches and pastors to tell them what they want to hear are definitely going to attend those kinds of apostate churches. And that's why you see very big seeker-friendly churches where where it's just an absolute watered-down. Uh, most of the of the time they're just worshiping, playing, you know, it's the music and very little of scripture and very little change amongst its congregants. And so those are the times of we're living in. Um, And and again, those who want that kind of church, they're sure to find them. Um, The apostate uh, state of the church, we're in those times. But also we talked about the rapture of the church and how it will take place before the second coming of the Lord. And it'll also take place before the Antichrist is revealed. God will not punish the righteous along with the wicked. We established that last week. He will get believers out of here before he comes back to judge the world with his sword. And it's the sword of his mouth, it's his word, where he's going to come and bring judgment and really destroy those who rejected Christ on earth. And so... um, he will not punish us along with the righteous. Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9: Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust uh, under punishment for the day of judgment. God knows how to discern, he will not pour out his wrath. On his church, on his bride, on believers, on you or on me. And Peter gives that verse, and, and also prior to that, the verses before speak of righteous Lot and how he pulled Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah before he poured out his wrath. Paul the apostle said in 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-one through fifty-two, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, or that is to die. We shall not all die. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. In the twinkling of an eye, Paul said, we shall be changed at the trumpet. There's going to be a generation that does not see death, but will be changed. He'll pull us out of here. And this incor- this corruptible body of ours will be changed into a new glorious body without us seeing death. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 through 17 for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So that beautiful promise of the rapture happening before the Antichrist is revealed and before the second coming of the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. We're not appointed to wrath. He's not going to punish you and I with the wicked. But we need to be ready. We need to be watchful. We need to be those that are given to the Spirit of God, given to the Word of God, and obeying the Lord. So I don't want to be left behind. I want to go with the Lord. I want to be ready for the Lord. I want him to find me doing what he has called me to do. And that's the exhortation this morning. You know, Jesus, when he comes back, he wants to find us, um, you know, worshiping him, serving him, living for him, um, um, being people of faith, being people of love and hope and joy and all of those things. He wants us to be really active and fruitful. And so um, we want to be that. And then we talked about the Antichrist last week, the son of perdition or the beast of Revelation 13 and Daniel chapter 9. Um, this uh, Antichrist, as you know, the devil is going to give him power and authority over the nations of the world. And we read how he will come out of a European uh, ten nation federation and that these kings will end up giving him uh, their authority and he's going to bring upon a global government he's going to be the head of it it's going to be a totalitarian government that he leads by the power given to him by satan and by the signs and the wonders that are displayed by the false prophet this is Coming, this is who he is. He will usher in a temporary period of peace, and the whole world will be deceived. He will make a treaty between the Jews and the Muslims in Israel for seven years, which will allow the Jews to rebuild their temple. The world will love him, and the Jews will love him. Interesting. Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 43, He said, I have come in my Father's name, and you did not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. And so the Jews who have rejected Jesus Christ Christ's coming, he came to his own, and his own knew him not. Yet the Antichrist will come in his own name, and they're going to receive him. Sadly, the deception that's coming... The Antichrist, uh, in the middle of this seven-year period of peace, he, which is known as the tribulation period in our Bibles, uh, he will reveal himself to be what he is in the middle of those seven years. He'll, he will go into uh, the temple in Jerusalem that's going to be built, and he's going to desecrate it uh, there uh, in the holy place, and demand that the whole world worships him. And that is when the, the um, mark of the beast is going to be instituted, I believe. That is when the true totalitarianism is going to happen around the world. If the world that's left behind, that is here, if they do not take his mark, they will not eat. If they do not take his mark, they will not eat. Everything that's going on in our world today is absolutely mind-boggling. We had no idea that things would change so quickly in these last two years. The world is being conditioned for the coming of the Antichrist. You see, the Antichrist will coerce people into submission, if you do not submit, you will not eat. Whether a person chooses to be vax or not vax, we love both no matter what. We are one body in Christ. We do not care. What, what is terrible to see, though, is people being coerced, Christians being coerced into something that they would not do had they not been threatened by their job to not, to not have a job that's that's the sad part of all that's going on it's a coercion it's it's coercion it is it is if you do not take the vaccine you're going to lose your livelihood now that is the same spirit that is going to be with the antichrist if you do not take his mark you cannot buy you cannot sell okay it's the same so what we see is the conditioning of our planet as we speak It has been a crazy couple of years. I think of uh, the countries that we're not hearing about in the mainstream media. I think of Australia and how absolute bizarre and crazy it is down there. People are, are being locked down. People are being demonized for not having a vaccine. They are being arrested for for going out, for not wearing masks, for you name it. They are using technology, uh, facial recognition. They're demanding, uh, you know, they're using the the law enforcement like crazy over there to arrest people, to hunt them down. That's what's happening in Australia. And if it was for a different uh, um, cause... That they were protesting in the streets, it would be all over mainstream media. But you do not hear about Australia. But they are protesting. They are trying to do their best to fight for their rights, to do with their bodies as they want to do. And not let the government force them into doing something that they do not want to do. It is the spirit of lawlessness and of the Antichrist. He is going to coerce the world to, to take his mark or they can't have their livelihood. And we know that many in the world are just doing that because they think that the government will let up on them. And maybe the government will let up on restrictions for, for a temporary time. But it's only temporary. When we start giving up our rights... They do not stop taking our rights. And, and these other countries do not have what we have in our country. They do not have our Constitution. They do not have a Supreme Court. They don't have representation. In our country, the government is the people, by the people. The government works for us, not the other way around. But I wish and I pray that God, people would see what's going on in Australia, see what is going on. The cases of COVID are are spiking, and it's higher amongst those vaccinated. They say, "You, if we take a va- one vaccination, we'll be fine." Now it's a booster, and a booster two, and a booster three, and it's just whatever they say. And yet they they uh, they block information, like I did on a Wednesday night. You have two two options here, okay? And the world and the media is saying, "This is what's right." And do not look over here. This is misinformation. And people say, okay, because you say so. Okay. Okay. That's not okay for Christians. That's not okay. That's not who Christ saved us from. God saved us from bondage and the bondage of the enemy. And, Christ, and Satan is going to deceive the nations. He, it is he who deceived the nations. You know, it's not like the old days where we just believed what our doctors told us. We have to test all things because he comes as an angel of light. An angel of light. What does that mean? But that he comes in, in a way that, that disarms us, that, that makes us feel comfortable, that makes us feel that we can trust him. Like doctors can't be coerced into keeping their jobs for toting the line. You, you, how many doctors have been fired? I mean, it reminds me of the time when the professors in the Ivy League schools who were preaching intelligent design rather than Darwin's evolution, they were getting kicked out of uh, the universities because they, 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 they did the, the, the most greatest crime. That is to say, evolution doesn't make sense. But it, what makes sense is that there's an intelligent designer and his name is God. And how they got rid of those professors. And those professors are are um, ostracized and kicked out. And it's the same with doctors and scientists. And the world is saying, just look here. nah, yeah, no, there's something in that hat. Huh? Let me see what's in both hats so I can make my decision. Because I'm a stinking adult. And I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. And he gives us wisdom. And he gives us discernment. And he tells us, You know, do not be deceived time and again. Do not be deceived. This global government is, it's just fascinating to me in our lifetime. I wish I can tell, Uh, go back to Costa Mesa 20 years ago and tell Pastor Chuck, here's how they're going to do it. It's through, it's through a virus and, and vaccines and, and they're going to start conditioning people that way coercing people he would have been like well well Ryan that's interesting you're my favorite student (laughs) the antichrist is going to say you take the mark or you die you take the mark or your children do not eat what do we do with all this information what do we do in these times globalism, one world government, totalitarianism mind you, dictators throughout history, they have always said to the public it is for your health benefit that you round up these Jews it's always for the benefit of society that they say it's as old as Genesis, it's for your good That's angel of light kind of stuff, deception. It's for your good, of course. And you can hear the authorities in Australia demonize anti-vaxxers. You don't care about the kids. And we look at you as as an absolute threat to our society, a selfish threat to our society. Not just Australia, Austria. Austria is locked down to the bone right now. In France, of all places, Viva la France! They're over there marching in the streets in France, but we don't see any of this because the prince of the power of the air controls the media. You have to go and search this stuff out. In Canada, they were marching the other day, and you know what? They're, what all of these have in common? They are saying in France and in Canada and in Australia, USA. USA not that our country is the savior but by God's grace we live in a country that has a constitution that tells this government stay in line or we're going to fire you you can't overreach this isn't Rome this isn't France this isn't Canada this isn't Australia and some say don't get political Pastor Ryan I mean, read your Bibles. How can we not be political? You know, if you read the book of Ezra in the Old Testament, they got the permission to rebuild the temple by um, Cyprus. Huh? I'm thinking about Cyrus, Cyprus. Cyprus Hill. (laughs) Cyrus. Yeah. They got permission. They got a letter from him. He even paid for it. He even paid for it. And they built away. And you know the haters of, of the builders there. They wrote another letter to the next king, Darius. And they said to him, you know, the Jews are over here building their temple that they ought not to. They're also building walls and fortresses. They're going to stop paying taxes to you, king and Darius said, oh, okay, well, then I better stop this. And he, and he wrote a decree to stop them from building. But the prophets prophesied over the builders, and the builders continued to build the temple of God, even though they had the decree from the king to not build. And then the, the builders sent Darius another letter, and they said, we've had permission The previous king gave us permission. He even paid for it. And you know what Daria said? He relented. He said, oh, okay, my bad. We checked our records. We checked the history books. You're right. And he sent them, you know, taxes from Persia. Taxes from the Iranians went to the building of the temple in Jerusalem. They changed the heart of the king because they spoke truth to him. So for those who say don't be political, they just... There's another angle. Some of them are afraid. I've heard it out of their mouths. If I say these things and Democrats will bounce from the church. Well, there's a reason why I'm not a Democrat anymore because you taught me scripture. You taught me what God thinks about the Democrat party stances. Why would you not get, why would you not continue to do that? Please teach me why my philosophies politically are wrong. I need to, I'm need. i coming to church to learn. I'm not coming to church to get entertained. Don't be afraid if we leave or not. I'd rather you tell me the truth.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. You're my...